from four o'clock I went to Barnes and Noble Union Square and waited five hours to get Neil Patrick Harris's autograph. Really? Did you yeah. get it? I did. I did. And did I you jack him off? Sadly, no. The line had to keep moving on, and there wasn't enough time for that. Okay, but for real this time, hello and welcome to Off Time Jive. My name's Tyler Pino. I'm Michael Holler. I'm Gian Gomez. So, how, um, <clears throat> this week, guess what we're going to talk about? Um, there was a new episode of Gotham yesterday. And we are not talking about that. And we're not talking about Gotham. I didn't see it. Neither did I. Neither did Gian, I'm assuming. He doesn't own the television. Is that a yes or a no? Or I don't know. Uh, maybe so? Nope. Okay, well, you know what did happen this last weekend? Oh, 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 let me guess, let me guess. Kevin Smith had a panel somewhere. He did. He had, well, only just one. But then he spoke somewhere Kevin as Smith well. Smoked, he smoked he, somewhere, yeah. He yeah, smoked that was a, somewhere as well. Batman Lego panel the lego bat oh he did yeah. have two panels mm-hmm. i saw him i was incorrect was great yeah how was that panel was okay good. first of all no we went to new york comic-con um that's what we're gonna talk about yeah. and also the flash and constantine that gian saw and michael saw i saw the first episode of the flash hopefully you did too everyone but gian the- I also saw the first episode. Only saw the two of us saw the Gian, Flash and two saw of us second. saw Constantine. I'm the only one that saw both. None of us have seen everything that we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Well, you saw the first episode. I never saw the first. I saw the second. Well, the, the first episode of Flash. Okay, the thing about that, um, I liked it. I did. Uh, I liked it more than Gotham. It had less it's not uh, hard to do. pacing issues. Um, excuse me? It's not hard to like something more than Gotham. Wow. It really wow. anything. You could like anything more than Gotham. You could like Ebola more than Gotham. I mean, everybody loves Ebola, right? Right. Provides, uh... Entertainment. Provides more entertainment, entertainment than, yeah, More uh, entertainment than Gotham. Gotham. Did you hear another person has Ebola now? Like, really? Like, a healthcare worker that was working on the first guy? She came down with it? You know, I saw this one article where, um... I think the first... The outbreak of Ebola where the person died was in uh, somewhere in Texas, right? And I think during that yes. same week, they had... Uh, an African food festival. So the front page of the newspaper there was a taste of Africa the week of someone dying from Ebola. So that caused uh, quite of an outcry from the community, as I understand it. As a mistake, or it was just a horrible joke? I think it was a horrible coincidence. <laughs> you saw that Lego Batman panel. Yeah. How was that? Who was on that, first of all? It's, um, this is for the next Lego Batman game, right? It's not yes, for the movie. Yes. They have announced a Lego Batman movie. Have they? That wow, is really? allegedly coming out um, 2016, so that'll put it up against the real Batman that'll movie. That'll be really cool. It'll probably yeah. be better than the Batman 5 Superman film. It might. Is I it? feel like it's a better wouldn't bet. That be like if I, yeah, wouldn't that be something <laughs> that so bad? Isn't Chris Pratt reprising his role as Emmett from the first Lego film in it? Um, I don't know. I think I believe I heard that somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So way to go, Chris Pratt. Um, God, who played Batman in that? Uh, rest Will of Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed him as Batman in that. Yeah, he's too. He's great. So I believe he'll be Batman in this one as well. Hopefully Kevin Smith will be in that movie. 
But yeah, who was okay? What was? Yeah, I know. Well, okay, tell us about that. the The floor is now yours, Uh, Gian. What happened? I saw a brief trailer. And your time's up. Moving on. It's done. Uh, Continue. There was like uh, they had the bat copter thingy, like flying through a city. Then they had it like on the the moon. Um, Actually, no. If it's a bat copter, it'd just be the bat copter. Yeah, whatever. It was a. It looked like a pretty grand scale uh, Lego Batman game. Pretty nuts. What system is this for? Uh, I'm assuming all. That's what it's usually uh, been. Yeah. It's covered all the major consoles and PC, including eventually. 3DS. Um, yeah, probably most likely. Cool. 3DS too. What about so, Game Boy Color? No, I don't think so. N64. Neo Geo. The Wonder Swan. Super Nintendo. Uh, Atari. GameCube. What was that shitty Nokia phone thing that they made back in the day? <laughs> Literally no every bot. shitty Nokia phone. No, no, it was like the one that looked like a Game Boy Advance, but it was like gray and horrible in the game's cost. Oh, God, the Game Boy Advance. Fuck that system. Yeah, That's man. the one that looks like a tiny little... Uh... You didn't like that? It was purple? <laughs> yeah. It, it was purple and clear? That, I think yeah. that was the one that I have never owned. It was... Um, oh. The only one that I've yeah. never owned, other than the 3DS, but I count that as more of a DS than a new thing. I don't know how, but Party like... System. 3DS. The same concept. 3DS. I don't know how, but two months... After two months after I bought my Game Boy Advance, it broke. Meanwhile, mm, that's not good. What ten years later, my said, Game Boy Color it. still works. Yeah, works perfectly. Do you have it here? I might. I don't know. It might be buried. You know, somewhere. they have a Game Boy um, at the Nintendo World that survived some kind of bombing. I did. Something. I saw that. Right. Have you seen it? it's still working. It's yeah. the it survived the bombings at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Which I didn't know they had. Game I didn't even Boy. know they had Game Boys. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" That's not true. I can't believe. That, I can't imagine that that's true. It's like, <laughs> no, they, they had. Um, they have. They have a Game Boy Color on display that did survive some kind of um, attack. Nine eleven. Yeah, some kind of attack. No, not nine eleven. Was 9/11. it in Japan? It was, uh, I don't know. I don't know where it was. It survived the searing gas attacks <laughs> on Tokyo. There's no real reason why it wouldn't, but it's still kind of cool. We should find out what attack that was. Attack <laughs> so not just like, yeah, it's right here, Shima. I'll put it on the blog. I think it that was Wolverine's Game Boy. That's why it survived. It, well, it broke. It yeah, just it got him. better. Yeah, yeah. What are we so, talking about? Oh, Lego Batman panel. That's yeah, right. what is Kevin Smith's role in this game? Um, He's just in it. He's got a cameo. Oh, it's just a cameo? Yeah, he's like got a little figure in there. He's not going to be like Talks Bruce Campbell in the Spider-Man games where or he like, like guides you through. I don't... That'd be cool. That would be I awesome. Don't think that's and he's case. just swearing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like Stan Lee in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 video game? No, no, no. He's like, get that balloon. That stupid kid lost it again. Go get it. <laughs> oh, Go get God. the balloon. Yeah. Every time you're doing something important. Oh, my balloon! Yeah. Oh, in no. the, did you ever play um, uh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man for the GameCube? No. Uh, no. Well, there was a scene, because in that game you played both as Spider-Man and as Venom. And in the Ultimate Spider-Man timeline, um, Venom is almost like this vampire-esque creature where he has to drain people of their life force to survive. And uh, one of the things that you got to do was you got to eat the balloon kid yes. from the other game because so many people hated him. <laughs> oh, no. The, the first and last Spider-Man game I played was one by Treyarch. It was Spider-Man 2, I believe, for the PlayStation 2. That was fun. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why I've never picked up a Spider-Man game past that, but... Something about them, just the quality either is better or diminishes. It's just so... It's like a wild card with yeah, those games. Yeah, it, it depends. Like, the Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions uh, was excellent. Um, but it wasn't in the same vein as all those other Spider-Man games. It's very linear. Sandbox. Yeah. And that's almost, like, why I buy those games. I just like to swing around New York City yeah. as Spider-Man. 
And I think that that's... I mean... You know how they talk about like the, the Arkham games as being a Batman simulator? Right. They're trying to give you that experience. I feel like that's where those Spider-Man games really, really do succeed, is it just feels like a Spider-Man simulator. It's you get to do all the things that you would want to do as Spider-Man and just... I never played, like, the missions or anything. Those were always boring and what? stupid. <laughs> so you That's get not to... true. I didn't focus on the good, missions. entertaining. So you get to, uh, like, fighting Doc Ock and stuff. Yeah, but, like, do you remember... Um, I hated, like... I mean, if you're talking about, like, the Superman 64 skew... Oh, my uh, gosh. Missions, like, go like through rings. the stupid yeah. rings, like, There were a couple of those, but those were primarily optional in the Spider-Man games. Yeah. Like, uh... No, like, I just remember, in particular, Spider-Man 3 for Xbox 360. Like, the Craven the Hunter levels were almost impossible. Like, they were so ridiculously hard that I just was like, fuck it. What did you have to do? I don't do even care. This? Well, like, he would go invisible, and then you would have to, like, hit him a bunch of times, but you have to hit him in a certain way, or else it doesn't take any damage. Okay. But he's always, like, throwing shit at you, and then there's always, like, minions coming in and fighting you. It's really just, like, a, a button masher type deal, but it, it was so unbelievably difficult. Even on, like, the easy setting, I'm like, who designed this? It's stupid. Hmm. It's like um, the original Resident Evil games. When the game found out you were doing well, it didn't get harder. It got cheap, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it, it exactly like that. Only it wasn't AI. I don't think it adjusted to your skill level, or else it would have eventually just gotten to zero for me and blown up. <laughs> it would have scaled down so far. <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been considered the Board of Education system, yeah. right? But no, you said like you could do whatever you want, like whatever you want to do in the Spider-Man game. So what I'm taking away from that is you can actually give yourself an emover and you know dance in a nightclub. Mm-hmm. In Spider-Man Three, I'm assuming that it gets to that point because you get the black suit. Oh, wonderful! Um, which is really just like the regular suit, but black in this one. You ever see like the um, uh, the concept art for what they were going to do? They actually designed like a. a version of the spider-man black suit the classic one with like the venom logo mm-hmm. um and they tested it on toby Maguire, and there's like video footage of him online and it just looks fucking amazing i'm like why didn't they do this and i guess that uh the note that they got back from the studio was because it was like sleek and rubbery they're like he looks like a sex toy oh my god <laughs> wow i believe that was, i've read that on cracked but it didn't look like a sex toy. It just looked like the actual Secret so, Wars Spider-Man costume. So it looked like the Gimp suit from American Horror Story Season 1? Yes. Or the Gimp, or from, you know. or the Gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction. Actually, mm-hmm. speaking of which, today is the 20th anniversary of Pulp Fiction's is theatrical it? release. Yes, it is. That's pretty cool. I remember when I was not yet conceived when that film came <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when that film came out, although I was alive. Actually, I probably remember. What year did that come out? Uh, 95? Well, 20, it's 20, oh, 20 years then. from now, yeah, so, so 94. Yeah, I'd probably remember things that happened in 1994. I was only in my late 40s. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Anything pertaining to Nickelodeon? Well, most of, like, the Nickelodeon stuff from my childhood, um, and uh, yours as well, not you. I don't know. What what did you watch? Like, (laughs) wow, that was uh, (laughs) kind of. Wow, it's exclusion here. It was. But Uh, what did you. What were your Nicktoons? My Nicktoons consisted of. 
Why don't you just say, what were your shitty Nicktoons? What were your shitty <laughs> Nicktoons? <laughs> uh, Jimmy Neutron was one. Oh, fuck that. That didn't count, because it was a movie first. It was, but it was also a TV show. Um, I remember being really pissed off, like, after that movie. And, like, you remember they would do, like, the Nicktoon Summer Beach House promos during the summer? Mm-hmm. No. Um, no, well, you're 13. They of all the cartoons partying, and then they yeah. have this weird Jimmy Neutron. Well, Jimmy Neutron was there and a part of that, and I'm like, oh, fuck Does your shit. shit. That was a movie. Because <laughs> it was before they actually came out with the cartoon series, and I guess it was in the works, but it took like a year or two. But a year or two when you're that age is fucking forever. Um, anyway, that's the end of my story. <laughs> <laughs> You know, normally when people normally when people tell stories, there's like a point to it, or you know, something. I, I don't know. Do you listen to this show? Like, uh, what are you talking about? Don't you have a tattoo that's like "fuck Jimmy Neutron"? Mm-hmm. It's right on. It's right penis. on my vagina. Right. <laughs> um. No, but Jimmy Neutron. What else? Danny Phantom. Oh yeah. No, Fair, fuck that. that fairly Odd Parents. Never watched it, but I remember. Well, Fairly Odd Parents. That was one of ours as well, because that was on for like. It's probably Forever. it's still on. Like yeah. they just canceled it. A year or so wow. ago, but I'm sure it still comes on like regular Nickelodeon. Yeah, and uh, SpongeBob, I think. SpongeBob okay. was well, SpongeBob was another long. Well, SpongeBob's still going. Actually, speaking of which, the uh, voice actor Tom Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, saw his dick. Yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, I was in the bathroom, and he was like, doing the SpongeBob voice, like, "You want to <laughs> see something?" Right. I'm like, "No, not really." And he's like, "I'm gonna show you anyway." It popped through. It was like a glory hole, but it was like SpongeBob's nose. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> no, it was more like Squidward's nose. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? It man? starts as one and progresses to the other as he gets excited. I just got out of there as quick as possible. <laughs> And now I don't remember what we were talking about. Well, we were talking about Nicktoons, because that segued oh, yeah, off I remember of that, but... Marvel, which segued off of DC. Um, something about 94. Oh, Pulp Tarantino, Fiction. yeah. yeah. Pulp Fiction, Gimp, Spider-Man. Gimp. <laughs> I was a Gimp for... God, how did we wind the up? last Halloween? Was it last Halloween? Maybe. Was were you? Oh, yeah, you yeah. had that mask. It was last Halloween. It's in the apartment. No, it so. wasn't last Halloween. It was Halloween before. Okay, I need to hear some context to this story, because I'm uh, not familiar with it. I was watching American Horror Story Season 1, and I liked the gimp. Did you see the new episode? No, I haven't watched it. Have you seen it, Michael? I watched watch it? it. I watched the first season, didn't like it. I tried to watch the third season, stopped halfway through, didn't like it. Right. It's a, that's, it's a show, that's that kind of show. <clears throat> it's a show that... After watching, I will appreciate it for what it is, because I, I do believe that it is a, f- a very unique show. All the creative it. camera angles. Right, well, all the creative all the creative Dutch camera angles that were yeah. used in, like, the 50s and 60s in filmmaking. It's like a 90s music video. Yeah, pretty much. But I think my problem that I had with the show is that I hated literally every character on the show. So if there were any one point at which every character on the show died, I would not give a shit. Right. I liked the, the uh, daughter, and then she went off the rails after she died, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with the daughter. Right. I mean, I just, it, the show was just an abundant mess of not me just not giving a fuck about anything about it, so I finished it. It, it, it was kind of painful to finish, but I finished it, mm-hmm. so. Do you like that ending for season one? I, I didn't <laughs> How they became shit. ghosts. It was like Casper. It was, like it the was. the end of Casper. It was the most predictable ending that you could have possibly imagined for a show of that genre. Spoilers, American Horror Story. Spoilers for those of you who watched the first season of American Horror Story, what, four years ago? Let's haunt this Spanish family. (laughs) (laughs) That was the end of the season one. That should be the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Time to haunt the Spanish family. But, 
but no, what else? What else did we? What else did we see at we Comic Con? We saw so Dos, much, Dos so many things, Michael. So many things. What, what were your highlights? Guys? All the fucking things. Well, for me, it was Comic Book Man. Watch out. That's kind of why I bought the ticket. Actually, no, we bought the ticket before we knew anything. We thought it was just. It, you know what's funny? I didn't even end up seeing Ralph Macchio. That was. I saw him. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, was he on the, Was he there every day? Thing. Yeah, he was yeah, there every day. Probably. Okay. And then I just didn't see him. But I remember when we were camping overnight. The only people that they had posted were like the Karate Kid people, and I'm like, "Is this what New York Comic Con <laughs> like, is going to be? Is this go, what this man, is all is about? Like, why? It? Yeah." Well, and there I was, was like, "Shit! If this is what New York Comic Con is, I don't know if we want to stay to buy these tickets." Seriously, Where well, there was like for the you? first 45 minutes um, at Midtown Comics in uh, Grand Central. Grand Central, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the there were the like the first 45 minutes to an hour, we were really just going back and forth. Like, are we actually going to do this? See, what's, what time did you get in line there? Because my New York Comic Con ticket experience was not pleasant. This no, year. Yes, you almost died. I did almost die. Um, no, I didn't almost die. Um, but after that mess of a pre-sale tickets that they had online, I, I walked away with one Saturday pass. And, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I mean, I can go to the physical store and get a three-day pass if I can. And since the Midtown Comics downtown location was having the one-day... It was a day earlier they were selling tickets. So I called them a day before they started selling tickets, and it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and I asked them, like, oh, is anyone, like, lined up already? And the person said, oh, yeah, you know, people are standing outside already, but it's, you know, it's just a diehard, it's a, it's a diehard fans. I know most people usually come around 5 or 6 in the morning, so if you come then, you should get the ticket you want. I'm like, oh, okay, that's wonderful. I hung up the phone. I'm not doing that. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to get a ticket if I go that early. So I, I went at 10 o'clock p.m. that night, and by the time I had gotten there, I was number 642 in line. The line, what? Yeah. Jesus. Someone went with a clicker. That's insane. When I, when that I was is walking so to, much more than when I was what walking, we had. Yeah, when I was walking to my place in line, as I was walking back, there was a person walking like with one of those clickers, and I was number 642. The line at that point was like eight blocks long. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Midtown Comics had posted before, like, we're not going to have any formal line organization. We're not going to have a line set up. So there were, from what I can tell, four different points in that line where that line could have started. Right. Like, that line was a fucking mess. So yeah, the downtown store doesn't really lend itself well to like an organized line. It's oh, way, no. way way down there. Oh no! Like you had a line going down one alley and that turned yeah, into another it's all, alley. Yeah, it's like and... a big fucking waffle iron. Right. It was, it was it was terrible. So of course, when the store opened at eight a.m. that morning, instead of everyone formally like forming a line and walking into the store, everyone who was at this point in the line thought they were first, and people over here thought they were first. So everyone just started pushing so and shoving into the store. Uh... Gangs of New York. It did turn into Gangs of New York. That opening scene where everyone just started stabbing each other. But um, but no, after waiting 14 and a half hours in a very, very uncomfortable line, uh, everyone just shoved to the front of the line. Yeah. It was, it was tough. It was terrible. And um, by the time... It was like 12 o'clock, and I was 100 feet from the store entrance, and I really, really needed to pee. So my, my bladder, I thought it was going to explode, and I was going to die at that moment. But... 150th in the store, management comes out and says, okay, you know, we're very sorry, but we just ran out of three-day passes. We still have four-day passes and then, you know, single-day passes, but we have no more three-day passes. We're sorry, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. People... And then you stole all of our three-day passes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what really I did. Got that's why... the very last one. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, 
So people started yelling, like, there were a couple fights started breaking out, people were throwing punches, and I was just standing there going, fuck, I'm going to be sat in the middle of a riot, what do I do? So of course, you know, five minutes later, they come back out, like, don't worry, we're going to take all the passes from our Grand Central (laughs) and Times Square location and bring them here, so you're welcome, guys. So I got a three-day pass. Yeah. Thank you, Midtown Comics, downtown location. There weren't nearly... Well, actually, you were there longer than I was, June. How many people were there, like, when the door opened? When the door... From where I was? Yeah. Or, like, total? No, I mean... Well, because I would assume that was the same from when I left. But, like, how many people would you say were there? Did you see... Like, what way did you go home? I... Shit, I don't know. I don't fucking remember. Like, what that streets it's on. Yeah, I really don't. Uh... The line when they finally opened was wrapped around that end corner and was going up. But I'd say, yeah, maybe 100 people tops when I left. Yeah, no, by the time I had gotten my ticket and I had left, the line was from Midtown Comics downtown. And it was about, from what I could tell, halfway to the World Trade Center tower. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it was incredible. It was big when the store when the store that, opened yeah, at eight a.m. That's really a really far because yeah, I'm thinking I've only been to that one once and I've never even been inside it. I just happened to get on the wrong subway one time <laughs> on my way to school and then I got out. And I'm like, oh, Wall Street. I went that shouldn't be that far. Once too, I was yeah, I was doing a delivery job and I was waiting for orders and there was it was right there and I was like, huh. Okay, mm-hmm. guess I'll go and pick up the new issue of Grayson. Right. And I was like, oh, this is the one Michael must have went to. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a mess. When the store opened at 8 a.m., I actually took the time and I walked down the line. And by that point, I had gotten about 15 blocks down from the start of the line. I'm like, nope, I'm going back to my place in line. Yeah. Which, at that time, NYPD was walking up and down the line, handing out noise violations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, really? Was, yeah, that was it was fun. That's cool. Very fun night. Well, at least they were sleep. there, because you said there were, like, almost fights breaking out, weren't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Not that the NYPD would help. Mace everyone. Yeah, take that, NYPD, <laughs> if you're listening. I'm just kidding. We love... Don't hurt us. <laughs> no, I mean, I honest, I, I really like the NYPD. Every, every interaction I've had with them has been pleasant. It's yeah. MTA, which I have not had a single pleasant encounter with and because they all hate their lives and jobs that's yeah. like my experience with everyone who works for greyhound yeah never oh, had God. a really I good go, experience can you imagine working for greyhound no one gives a fuck over like there. i would just hate everything i would be i would probably be a hundred times worse than anything you've encountered on greyhound <laughs> that's your job yeah actually i i've only had one interaction with greyhound and um i had a buddy staying with me at the uh, the clark street dorms he, he was a knife student as well and uh, his girlfriend at the time, and I say this in quotations loosely because he tried to break up with her and he, she just said no. Because she wasn't a girl. <laughs> no, but um, she was traveling out of state. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, you know, they stayed the night together. And in the morning, this is when, you know, he was trying to break up with her and she was like, no, you're not. You can't do that. So when she woke up in the morning and left, she, instead of taking her jeans, took his, which happened to have his passport in it. Uh-huh. Mind you, this person is from England, and he was supposed to be traveling out to, uh, you know, domestically to Florida within two days. So, really? Yeah, so he was having a panic attack, and in terms, he was making me have a panic attack. So the only logical thing that we can think of is call this person, cuss her out, and she put his passport on a Greyhound one-day delivery service. Nice. Which was actually really That's funny. not because, the best idea. Oh, no. But which is actually really funny. Because in order to get the package, which was his passport, 
he needed to present a valid photo ID, oh, God. which was his passport. <laughs> so we spent about 20 minutes arguing with the person at Greyhound, like, listen, you don't understand. Like, why don't you just look at the photo and you can <laughs> confirm visually... I need. I need to open. I need to open this pa- I need to open this package because it is my photo ID, sir. You can't open the package because we need to see your photo ID. No, you don't understand. Oh my <laughs> Did God, he not was... have anything with his name on it besides that? No, I don't think so. Probably Nothing credit card. Like a student, student card, card or, or anything. It's not a photo ID. Like does a... Does Nifa hand out like student IDs? Yeah. Like, picture yeah, on yeah. it? But that's not going to count for, like, if it's... But it says your name on it, right? Yeah, but, like, um, usually this was from Greyhound. Like, because aren't they... Don't they have to go through the TSA? I have no idea. Um, because, yeah, anything like that, it's not considered a valid ID. Yeah. Because it's not notarized, it's not, you know... it could I could print out a million knife IDs. I don't think it goes through the TSA. I don't think... Well, no, like, um... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like trains, like long-term yeah, trains do. Sure. But like Greyhound, if you're going state to state, I think it would. Greyhound's no? very loose with like everything. They Actually, do. you I... know what? Yeah, that that would stand to reason because it's not like it's mass transit per se. It's, it's just going on a bus. It's a bus. They literally like, will yeah, throw not gonna... whatever of yours is into the luggage right. thing, and then that's it. But yeah, anytime. I mean, like, it, yeah, even if it wasn't TSA, I don't, I don't think they would use a knife ID. I don't think they would accept that. Yeah. But um, but no. Anyways, at, at Comic Con this past weekend, I got to uh, meet, shake hands, and ask a question to my favorite author, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. That's very cool. Yeah, it, it was, and he wasn't actually okay. My problem with Comic Con this year is it seemed like, as well as they tried to organize it and run it with autograph schedules and things like that, mm-hmm. um, individual companies like the Marvel booth the non-existent DC booth, the image booth, they all had their own... Oh, right, the phantom DC booth. Right. They all had their own independent autographing schedules, which were posted nowhere. So there were times where I was talking to people, and they'd say, oh, yeah, um, what's his name? He plays Phil Coulson on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're like, oh, yeah, he was doing an autograph signing at the Marvel booth. I'm like, when was this? Yesterday. How'd you find out? I don't know. I walked past it, and I saw it. awesome. Yeah, no. Um, well, part of it's on me for my experience at Comic-Con not being as organized as I would have liked it. Because yeah. I never bothered going to get a, 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 a program until, like, the very, very end of the day. And I was just going online. But, like, at the same time, I knew who was going to be there, kind of, because I'd been snooping the website and everything. And I was like, I saw the people I wanted to see and just kind of freestyled it after that. But, um, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Like... It's something about, like, the layout of the Javits Center as well, I think, plays into that a little bit. Yeah. It just seems like a giant clusterfuck, the way, like... Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know... A lot of huge rooms. Like, you remember Megacon, Gion? Yeah. Like, that oh, convention God. center, that is kind of the epitome of a clusterfuck. This one, at least, because you have, like, the main, massive main hall, and then you have Artist Alley, which was also huge. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, like, where the big panels were in the main room. At Megacon, it's really just in the Orlando Convention Center. It's just a Center, giant room with booths. I, yeah, the Orlando Convention Center, honestly, for my money, is probably bigger than the Javits Center. Um, but, yeah, it's it's literally the entire con takes place in one room, and then there are little tiny panel rooms just outside of it. And, yeah, it's 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 
impossible to find anything. And um, we there have been a lot of articles that have been popping up recently. It's like it's official. New York Comic Con is bigger than San Diego Comic Con because I think uh, I can't imagine that that's true. Well, attendance wise, yeah, I think one hundred thirty-one thousand oh, wow. people attended San Diego Comic Con and one hundred fifty-five thousand yeah. attended mm-hmm. New York Comic Con. But I don't know if that's necessarily a thing to boast about because because of that large attendance, everything seemed really crowded. Mm-hmm. It's it like it seemed too crowded. And as well as they tried to mitigate, like, where people were going and everything, with that volume of people, it was impossible. I heard it was um, actually a lot better this year in terms of crowd because last year um, they had, like, people, they didn't have the RFID in the uh, tickets, so there was no way to determine if it was real tickets, so people were just making fake, fake ones, like badges. So that was, like, really rampant last year. It was like you literally couldn't move. Mm. You were just, like, in a sea of people. See, when constantly. I went... I only went for the Saturday last year, but when I went then, it, it didn't seem this bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, when I went, I went for the three days, and Friday and Saturday seemed all right, but Sunday was a nightmare. Really? Yeah, Sunday was really busy. I think Sunday was also the kids' day, too, right? Yeah, I think that's, like, everyone was just trying to get in as much as possible right if they hadn't made like the two the three other days well sunday is a little bit shorter than the other two and yeah it ends at five okay so yeah and that probably also contributes to it because everybody's trying to do everything at once right but but speaking of uh autographing schedules as mm-hmm. well as uh, you know badly timed autograph schedules i have a bone to pick with dc so so if you're listening so if you're listening anyone at dc or nbc i'm very upset at you because when I saw the Constantine panel on Saturday night, I was very excited. More on the episode later, but I was very excited, and the panel ended, and I went up to Matt Ryan, who plays John Constantine, and I asked him, like, oh, can, you know, would you mind if I got a picture with you? And he was very polite. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, just let me come down from the stage. We'll take a picture, blah, 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 and everything. So he, he walked off the stage. He was a fantastic, really nice guy. Walked off stage. I was maybe about, like, what, a foot from him, and I was getting ready to take this picture, and his his fucking agent, who I assume it was, like, pulled him back on stage and said, no autographs, no pictures. If you want an autograph or a picture, they'll be at the DC booth tomorrow doing autographs and photos mm-hmm. all day. That uh, wasn't and, his agent. It would have been, like, whoever was... His handler. Yeah. Right, right. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And... Earlier in the night, people were asking him questions, and one of the questions was like, oh, what was your favorite Constantine, you know, like, book? And he said, oh, it was this one book, and it was Dangerous Habits, and blah, blah, blah. So after the, after the panel ended, I made a specific point. I went to Midtown Comics, and I bought that one so that I knew the next day when I went to that oh, DC so booth, wow. I could have it signed by him because it was his favorite one, and I thought that'd be really cool. Get to Comic-Con the next day. There is no DC booth. I go to the people at the, uh, the Batman... What is it like the where they're showing off the suits and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pseudo booth. Seventy-five years of Batman. Yeah, booth. the the pseudo DC booth. I go to that booth and I ask them like, "Oh, they told us last night that the cast of Constantine would be would do, be doing autographs here." And they're like, "No, it's, they're not here. Maybe you want to check uh, CBS." So I look for CBS and there is a book publishing group that was well, NBC subsidiary. does Constantine right but they told me CBS oh they told you the wrong thing <laughs> they told me the wrong thing and I, I knew this but I was like oh maybe it's like a partner organization or something so I, I went to that book they had no idea what I was talking about I tried to find an NBC booth there was none 
I went to the autographing floor. They had no schedule. I went to the autograph, the DC autographing thing in Artist Alley. That had nothing. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was there. I don't know if it wasn't. But they had just terrible, terrible organization on that part. So Matt Ryan, if you're listening, I, I am determined to get your autograph on Hellblazer, Book 5, Dangerous Habits. Please make it happen. <laughs> I can get you his contact information. I'm on IMDb. Pro. I'm kind of important. Is I'm it called deal. IMDb Pro? What is yeah. it called? Well, the pro, that's the thing that you pay for, yeah. Um, I can't get you his contact. Soon you'll have <laughs> I can get you his agent's Soon contact information, and they ranking. will <laughs> do nothing to respond to it, I'm sure. Um, actually, the, a lot of people, if you send, like, requests for autographs and stuff, they'll autograph it for you. You just got, it's a matter of tracking them down and, like, holding them, um, ransom, bringing, like, a lot of duct tape. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Threatening them with, uh, uh, bodily harm. But this, this show shoots in New York, so you should have plenty of opportunities. <laughs> Does it shoot in New York? I think so, doesn't it? It's no, set in New York. it's in Georgia, it's man. It's not set in New York. Why would it correct. be? Well, no, actually... it's not really set in Georgia. I think it's... From the pilot, it looked like it was going to be going everywhere. I thought somebody I was telling... Right. Well, well, that would be a Constantine LA? thing. Well, the whole thing with Hellblazer is, um... You know, John Constantine is from London, and he ends up traveling, like... You know the American Midwest. He goes to New York a bunch, blah blah blah. So it it kind of it kind of films like sporadically, like a lot of different locations. Yeah, they probably I'm sure they cast out of like because I haven't seen any casting information for that show. Right. The only the only character that I know of which they said casted I forgot the actor's name, but they casted him as Papa Midnight, which he is a um, a voodoo kind of crime boss. Played by Shia LaBeouf. No, not played by Shia LaBeouf. But uh, he, he's but, played by the. Oh wait, no, that was an angel. Yeah, yeah, no, but um, <laughs> but he's he's centered in New York City, so I'm hoping that they will be filming somewhere in New York City. I thought he was out of uh, Louisiana for some reason. I'm probably wrong. It was, it was probably something that was referenced in the terrible Keanu Reeves concert. No, 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 because that was all in Los Angeles. But um, the first uh, the pilot takes place in Georgia. Oh, okay. Well, it takes place in London, and then it goes to Georgia. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, it, well, that would make sense. But, uh, but no, Gian, since you saw it, what were your thoughts of the episode? I really liked it. Uh, it was... It was way different than the movie, that's for sure. Like, the character, the way he acted. He wasn't like... I don't know, Keanu Reeves' Constantine is kind of, like, really cocky. You mean otherwise saying he was accurate to the character? Yeah. Is it going? Yeah. Is it supposed to be red? Yeah, it's, it's been red. Um, shit, I forgot. You were uh, saying that... Oh, uh, yeah, so... Um, I don't know, I like this uh, John Constantine better than the movie. Well, considering it was, you know, accurate to the character John Constantine. Right. That was a relief. Yeah. For the most part. But, um... It doesn't smoke. It's not bisexual. Yeah, that was a little frustrating. But what they were saying, um, David S. Goyer, as well as Matt Ryan, what they were saying, uh, they didn't really address the whole bisexual thing, which is kind of upsetting. But what they said about the smoking is that uh, while NBC will not let them have a smoking character Yeah, well, on that TV, makes sense. It's right. hard to... They're not supposed to do that anymore, right? Right. I mean, there's no like law against it or anything like that, but it is... 
frowned upon. It's like upon. the whole advertisement, they're not allowed to do that. Well, that, like yeah. You can't do it um, on... You, you can't make that law on television shows, because that would be like a freedom of speech type issue. Mm-hmm. But they can't advertise, yeah. That being said, they did say that they didn't see it as like a hindrance to the character, but as a creative challenge. So they said they're constantly working in ways to imply that he does smoke. So they're they're treating it as a game, huh. like That's how interesting. can yeah they, they're they're treating it as a game, like how can you heavily heavily imply that he does smoke but while why, not physically I showing mean, it? Why even do that? That's what I'm saying. Is like because yeah, why bother? Because it is it is an important aspect of the character, like the whole thing where. But why? Because the whole thing I mean is, yeah I know he's a heavy smoker yeah it's like if they got rid of that in the comic I think it would be a big deal for me on the show I'm like well I, I could live with it. Or maybe even, like, have him just be like, yeah, he's just, like, have him on nicotine gum. Yeah, that would work, like, too. Like, just have his character be an ex-smoker that's always, you know, I don't you know. You could have, like, ticks or something. Or know? just, yeah, don't address it. I don't know. It wouldn't be the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, I, as a fan of the Hellblazer comics, I mean, I, I really did like the show as rep- representation of the character John Constantine, um... It it kind of it was kind of weird. Like at certain times, it felt like a legitimate Hollywood horror film. Just the way that they did like the camera work and the lighting, mm-hmm. it felt really professionally done. You know, unlike Gotham. Um, <laughs> but there were certain times where it did have that very like made for TV kind of feel. Especially with some of the special effects, it felt a little cheap. Yeah. But that's understandable considering you know it is. You mean like the uh, electrical monster where the cars in the ditch and the, oh, yeah. the cable is yeah. moving on its own. Yeah, that. Yeah, there there were certain effects. Spoilers, um, for everyone <laughs> no, in the world except for these mini two. Mini spoilers. <laughs> you see, it was in the trailer. If you've seen the oh, trailer, okay. I yeah. bet that fucking yeah. pilot's up online already. I bet if I look. I'm sure it's torrentable, but like reviewable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's no. fine. But I don't spoil it for people. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, we just kind of have okay. to assume right. that nobody right. has seen it. Considering it doesn't come out to the 24th. Minor yeah. spoilers. But, um, but no, there were parts with yeah, the special effects. No major plots, so it's fine. Yeah, well, there, there were parts with the special effects kind of... berating me about this fucking... Yeah. <laughs> spoiling this shit. It, it kind of it showed its uh, illegitimacy. I guess that was the only word I can use. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, uh, there, it felt like there were some obvious pacing issues. And... In being said, it was that it felt that since it was a pilot, they needed to address a story, they need to get it out there quickly, they need to introduce a character, they need to introduce, like, side characters. Yet at the same time, they need to have a story where, like, this person's being haunted and needs to solve it. Mm-hmm. So, in that aspect, it felt really, really rushed. Hmm. As in the sense, like, a comic book would be, where every shot, every scene, every clip is absolutely necessary to the progression of the story. So there was no downtime in between the shots where it slowed down. It was just all kind of in your face. But I, I'm hoping that that's just a, um, a pilot issue and that as the episodes Tends go on... Tends to be the case, yeah. Yeah, as the episodes go on... Well, we made the same assumption with Gotham. Um, <laughs> as the episodes go on, they'll slow it down. It'll find its groove and, you know... I think it has the potential to be the best DC television show on the air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How did you feel about um, his companion? Wait, Shia LaBeouf. The um, the woman. The woman. I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate her. I didn't feel as if it was absolutely necessary for an entire season. But for the first episode, I felt that she was probably a good, a good way for the audience to really live vicariously through her, so that we can right. get to know the vicariously. character John. Yeah. No. <laughs> that we can get to know John Constantine. 
But, uh, well, I mean, they changed it in the show. So I know. There could be something like that. Do you think, because, I guess, I don't know, we could talk about that afterward, actually. Okay, um, I don't know what you're talking about, but all right. Yeah, that's why I'm, uh, do you think she'll be a character in the show? I think she'll come back, but I, I... Not a main... Yeah, like, I'm hoping she's not a main character. Right, me too. Okay. And everybody dies. Everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone that John Constantine knows and loves dies. Not in this episode. Fact. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see it. What um, you did see was The Flash. I did see The Flash. The first episode of The Flash, which is out and we could actually talk about. Uh, candidly, because... <laughs> I mean, people have seen it. If you haven't seen it, then that's your own damn fault, people. Um, yeah, no, I actually, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't think it was brilliant. It had moments that I was like, yeah, right on. No, my biggest problem with this, um, and we were discussing it before, is, and it is just pilotitis in that they had to get through the entire origin within 44 minutes. Yeah. It felt like watching an hour and a half long movie in 44 minutes. Yeah, it, it definitely felt really, really condensed. Yeah. Yeah. And in being that, again, there were some obvious pacing issues. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel it didn't feel as, as much of a rough cut as Constantine did. Yeah. Sadly. Oh, well, I can't agree. I didn't see Constantine. Yeah, but, um, but no, we were, we were talking when we were watching the episode, that it felt very, very much like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films. It did. Um, not just structurally, although it followed that same sort of format, but it almost looked and sounded like it as well. Like, the lighting, I mean, had a... It was a very, very, like, as well as the colorful... Um, uh, a very, very colorfully lit show, and the score almost sounded like they were going for a Danny Elfman-esque <laughs> kind of sound. Um, which, did you know that Danny Elfman did the ori- the original Spider-Man music? Yes, no, he did. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I know you know, but Gian gave me like a, what are you talking about kind of <laughs> glance. Like, what? It doesn't really, well, because, uh, and yes, when I say choice. that, it doesn't sound like Danny Elfman typically. It doesn't sound like Danny Elfman and Tim Burton. It just sounds, but he did do the music for the first two. No, it it also felt like the Spider-Man's being that it had like special effects in the early two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't always look that bad. But they didn't um, always look that good. No, but you know, it, it come was on. passable. It was passable. Sure. I mean, like for a show like The Flesh, like Constantine, I'm sure that they'll uh, a it's NBC, so they probably have a little bit of a bigger budget than The Flash does. Yeah. Um, slightly, maybe not a whole lot, but at the, uh, the same time, like The Flash himself, and just the entire idea of that. It's gonna be hard to do those special effects. It's gonna. It would look goofy in a Hollywood film. Like there's, it, it, it would just. It would be tough to do all that running and and then to do it on TV. I thought that they did a tremendously good job at uh, making it passable. Yeah, and I I would agree with that. Um, again, there it did feel like there were some issues with it structurally. Um, well, there was the one point. There was the one issue that we had. Spoilers if you hadn't haven't seen it already. But okay, midway maybe like two thirds of the way through the episode. Um, the flat. Okay, the episode starts off with like a voiceover narrative where he's telling his story. He's like, "I'm Barry Allen. Um, I'm the fastest man in the world." And then, as well, it's I can't get going a on, yeah, right. Um, Jesse L. Martin is why he can't get a girlfriend because he's a dick. But um, he 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 he's telling the story of him, and like every so often, it'll pop back in, and he'll be like, "And this happened, and this happened, or whatever." But okay, two thirds of the way through the episode, he meets Green Arrow, 
and it pans out and it turns out that it's not just a voiceover narrative for the audience's sake. It's this is him telling the story to Green Arrow, which is a thing that happens in movies sometimes. And it's like the perfect end for the show. And then he like gives him like this little speech where he's like, like, yeah, he's like, you'll do it, kid. It's going to be great. You'll be like the guardian angel for your city. It's it's, it's that one really line where I kind of cringe when he said it. There were a couple cringy lines in the show, but... I don't think that lightning bolt struck you for no reason. I think that lightning bolt chose you. Like, Dude, oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, I was like, like oh, <laughs> oh, okay. And then, like, but then, after that, the episode keeps going. Why? Yeah. Okay, why? And I'm just like, why did they end the episode midway through the episode and then start a whole new story? Just structurally, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it, it's a logical conclusion. To have him meet, like, the greater hero who's going to take him under the wing and whatever. Um, or to, you know, logically, structurally, to start yeah. it, or to end it where you started it in that kind of Absolutely, right, right. Well put. Um, so it doesn't go back to that at the end of the episode? No, it's just no, that's No, it's in it. the middle of the and episode. Then it, it, then it keeps going, yeah. Nice. It's like, it happened, it's what, really like... Weird. 23 minutes in and like i <laughs> when it happened i was like this is Dude, it's got to be a half hour show and then it kept going and i'm like it's a what? 40 minute show <laughs> yeah and then it definitely felt like one of those one of those films i would say where you're like okay you know great wrap it up it's done mm-hmm. and then it keeps going you're yeah like, oh shit. And I mean, well like, like by the end of it it's like it made sense it just it still would have made so much more sense. like they didn't even have to cut the scene or anything just put that scene at the at end at the end yeah there's no reason for it because like nothing that the green arrow said to him changed anything about his his path or anything like that it's not like it was this news and he had to give him something for him to continue to fight the bad guy he could have just fought the bad guy and whatever and then at the end of the episode yeah just have it be literally that scene i was like, I was like is is the, are we watching like a rough cut of this why is that in there that did they forget to move this in fucking final cut pro <laughs> <laughs> what happened but i mean may maybe maybe cw will like see this maybe they'll i don't know hear from someone else probably don't hear I, us. whatever it's a quibble and at this point because it, if it's already out and that was it then who cares just keep going but well, well this is the point too but um that show star wars rebels actually i had to sit through a panel I had to sit through that panel to get to the Constantine panel, actually. Uh-huh. But um, so that's a new animated thing. That's a new animated Star Wars film. I'll, I'll get to that later. But um, what was I saying? But, right. But with Star Wars Rebels, um, that show had its pilot, and then like two weeks after it came out, they aired a recut version of the pilot where uh, James Earl Jones did the voice of Darth Vader oh, in cool. a couple scenes. Nice. Yeah. So if they can re-air something that's been recut. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they'll do that with the Flash, maybe they'll fix it. Maybe. It's, it's just wishful. a DVD, or just, like, yeah. download it and I'll fix it on fucking iMovies. <laughs> like, it, literally, <laughs> it would be that simple. Just to, uh... Yeah, it'll be the Pinot cut <laughs> of the Flash, and just have it. Like the Flash costume from Party City. Right. Yeah. No, I don't even have to add anything. Yeah, I'm just literally add, taking three minutes. Stuff? Well, I mean, I guess if <laughs> I have that kind of freedom, yeah, why not? No, uh... Okay, and then the only other thing that I really had to say, other than I enjoyed the show, and I was surprised that I did as much as I did, um, the costume. It wasn't as bad as it looked uh, in, yeah, like, the posters and everything. Yeah. The only... It, like, I don't know. There's just something off about it. It's one of those examples where you can't just do on the screen what you do on the page. 
It, it doesn't translate. It There's just something like, about the head it that's looks something weird, like right? Between like the prototype costume mm-hmm. that shouldn't be used for filming, and yeah. then like a better version. It's it looks like, like not complete. It looked like good cosplay. Is what it looked like, yeah. or Speaking decent cosplay. Better cosplay. Speaking of uh, prototype outfits, uh, at Comic Con this year, they revealed Netflix's original series Daredevil. And have you seen what the Daredevil suit looks oh, like? Oh, Gian was telling me oh, about no, this, this is, a little bit. This is actually like a, yeah, like the beginner costume before it's Daredevil's. Yeah, have, have you seen this, Pino? This is the Daredevil oh, yeah, this suit. this is like the Frank Miller one. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that idea. Like, why even give Daredevil eyes if he doesn't use them? <laughs> that's a good point. But, um, but no. Was... I mean, if, and anybody online that's curious, this is basically... The what, Frank what, Miller yeah, suit. Yeah, it's the yeah. Frank Miller early Daredevil. Where he looks like a ninja. Like a foot ninja. He looks like, like a Toichi. He looks like a he black looks... version of Deadpool Pulp, if you're familiar with that. He looks similar not. to like how Iron Fist would look. Yeah, which is actually weird does, because... Yeah, kind of look like Iron Fist. Which is kind of weird because they are actually coming out with Heroes for Hire, if I believe, on Netflix as well. Oh yeah, Iron Fist. They're going to do... Iron Fist yeah, and Luke Cage. Yeah, they're doing like thing. a whole Hell's Kitchen... Yeah roster on God, Netflix. What other what other shit? Because it's, it's not just those two. It's Daredevil, it's Heroes for Hire, and there was another one, wasn't there? Are they going to do Elektra again? I have no idea. Wait, so the Immortal Iron Fist won't have his own show? It'll be Heroes It'll for It'll be Hire. part of I think it's Heroes thing. for Hire's, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Well, who else is in the Hell's Kitchen canon? Like, I have no idea. I really don't follow. <laughs> I, really, I, I have a friend who really, really does like Iron Fist. I'll have to ask him. Um, assuming uh, that it's going to be Fing Fang Foom. Isn't like the what, that's gonna be great. Name the panther. Purple pants, the Florida panther. N- yes, no. <laughs> that's Gian's superhero alter ego. For anyone curious, I don't know. I don't know um, those like Black Panther. Yeah, like Black Panther. They're coming out with a Black Panther that's movie. That's a feature-length film. Yeah. yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what was really funny actually? Um, I remember it's just odd titling, I suppose. Do you remember when Marvel was doing that run fear itself? Yeah. They had, it was either Black Panther or Daredevil, their catchphrases are really the same, but it was, um, I think it was Daredevil, the man without fear, fear itself. Uh-huh. It's just something about that title. <laughs> it's a little bit <laughs> wonky. Yeah, it seemed a little weird. But, but no, did you guys actually ever end up reading the fear itself storyline? No. I don't really follow Daredevil as we know if anybody listens to this. No. I, I know Ben Affleck was... Great representation in the character, right? Yeah, whatever. I thought he was fine. It was just a silly movie. Although he did... You know what's kind of funny? Like, one of the big things that he has said is that he's not going to do the Batman voice like Christian Bale, but I went back and watched Pieces of Daredevil. He kind of does that exact... Actually, he sounds a lot more like Michael Keaton than he does Christian Bale, but he does, like, a Batman voice as Daredevil. You know what's going to be really, really funny? If Batman 5 Superman comes out, and uh, Ben Affleck, as he's Bruce Wayne, he just talks normally, but for the Batman sections of it, they redub it with George Clooney's voice. That would be great. Or, like, he just talks like Christian Bale while he's Bruce Wayne, and everybody thinks that he's, like, a heavy (laughs) smoker. And then, as Batman, he could just talk normally. Just invert it. Alfred, can I have orange juice? No, sir. Go fuck yourself. He's more like the Gotham Alfred. Yeah, right. Well, they, I'm kind of thinking that that's what they're going to do with that, because, um, oh lord, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Jeremy Irons. 
he he's a very like rough and tumble type actor. Like, Wait, he Jeremy looks, Irons, the voice of uh, he was the voice of Splinter Cell. He was yeah he well he was the voice of Scar in The Lion King. Oh. But he's gonna be Alfred. That's why he sounds like wow, such a dick. That is a weird Alfred. Right, and that's what I'm thinking is like they're gonna have because so he's be like a darker from type that, uh, from that, like Earth Two. That I animated uh, Batman that was fairly recent. Um, I think it was on was it MTV or something. The one that's like very sharp. Um, All the drawings are very like sharp angles. Was it like characters. an Earth Two type? Oh, it, oh, no, oh, oh, oh! Are you talking about the Batman on WB? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was animated that by the people was that very, did. Like, all used to be a military. Right, man. right. I mean, and Alfred always was like right. ex-military, but this, like, but this one they play it up where he's just like you're just like why is he like a he's butler still doing that shit like yeah you know, yeah and i have I, I have a feeling that they'll probably go in that direction um with well, batman 5 superman well the one thing you have to the one thing you never need to worry about with the dc cinematic universe is that there's gonna be no continuity throughout any of them so <laughs> if if they fuck it up in batman 5 superman don't worry because it'll be different in the next film because they'll retcon mm-hmm. it they'll retcon it well we're starting to get some continuity that's Are what they're going not? for yeah you know who's playing uh, Green Arrow in Batman Five Superman? Did they recast? Yeah, they're they're not going with the person who's Arrow. That wow. makes sense though. I can. <laughs> it does because those two universes wouldn't really mesh. But that's gotta suck for that guy. Also, I don't believe they're using Air, um, the Flash as well. That yeah, makes sense. Also, if, yeah, that they, would be weird like, if they did use yeah. the Flash but not Arrow. But at this point, like, what's the point? You of know? them not using them? Yeah. Well, who did I mean, they cast as Green Arrow, first of all? The suspense is killing me. They're going to no use idea. big names. Or, <laughs> like, no, you know, big no names they than said, those actors. They said like, they will be recasting the part of Green Arrow. Okay. Well, I just, like, why even put him in the movie? He's such, like, a weird you part hate, of the Justice League. Well, it's not even that I I think you I hate, hate all heroes with bows. I do. Well, like A, because it's either. silly. But, like, no, in this in particular, it's just, like, he's such... He's literally a Batman knockoff, and he always was. He's a billionaire whose parents got killed, and by he lions. becomes a... By lions. in the Golden Age. Or just his father, if you watched Arrow. His mom's still alive. Yeah, well, there, I, I'm not quite sure what the the current backstory is. It's probably that. But in the in the Golden Age one, they go to um, uh, somewhere in Africa on safari, and they get eaten by lions. So really, logically, it would stand to reason that he goes after all of the lions in the world to kill them, but he doesn't. Instead, he becomes Green Arrow. He becomes like a takes up this Robin Hood. Creed is that his name? Victor from Creed, the animal, something Creed from Spider Man. Victor like Creed, the hunter oh, uh, with the Craven. mane around his yeah yeah. Victor, Victor Creed is Saber Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. Wes Craven, the hunter. Wes Craven. <laughs> His daughter was on Dexter. Yeah? Yeah. But, um... No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like DC, they're, they're kind of just throwing everything at the wall at this point and hoping one or two things will stick. I, yeah, so they don't, I don't... Well, I mean, to be fair, we haven't... So that was loud. To be fair, we haven't seen enough of, um... Like, because the, there's only one movie so far in this new canon. So it's not like we've seen enough of their plan to actually discern where it's going but it just doesn't look like they have much of a plan and the one look that we got was kind of a shitty look like i really it wasn't didn't a like horrible movie but and i've said it before and i'll say it again it seemed like the lupus effect um where you know or like an superman allergic returns. reaction yeah. yeah superman returns happen and they're like oh it was too dramatic and not 
action oriented so they're like well now we're gonna make it nothing but action yeah. and we're gonna destroy metropolis and it's gonna be like a million 9-11s one after another but this guy's still a hero somehow but uh for the most part like there were things about it that i liked i liked henry cavill as superman when right. he was supermanish um I liked Michael Shannon as Zod. I thought he did a fine job. I, th- I thought he was wasted, unfortunately, um, so? in that role. I well, I thought he was great in the role. I just I did, the character didn't, he didn't do, do enough. Much. To he didn't do anything uh, on to distinguish himself. Yeah. yeah, I well no, and I liked his portrayal of it. It's just yeah, it just didn't really go anywhere. It was exactly what you thought it was going to be. I think one of the problems again with that too is the same problem I had with Iron Man three, because the trailers that they were building up for Man of Steel, if you remember it, like they were all like. There was no action in it. It was just, like, establishing shots of, like, the farm, and it was very slow-paced, and it was um, basically like voiceover narratives, yeah. yeah, where um, Kyle was saying, like, these very dramatic, very Kurt Russell, Maximus Furious kind of things, where it's like, they will stumble, they will fall, but they yeah. will join you in the really sun. They, like, you up for that movie. Yeah, and it was like, holy shit, this is going to be dramatic, this it's is going to be, be Superman heartfelt, it's going to, and it was none Boy of those Scouts things. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, um, Red Letter Media did a review, and they did not like the movie at all, but um, they made a very good point. It's like, everything that was in the trailer seemed epic, and that's because everything in this movie kind of felt like they were shooting it so it would work really well in a trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's It felt like... Going back and watching the trailer where, um, like, I think it's a teaser, actually, where they use the music from Lord of the Rings, it feels like Zack Snyder's return to form where he's directing underwear commercials. Like, it's a bunch of really... He used to direct underwear commercials? Yeah, he used to direct underwear commercials. But, um... Did like, he do music videos? I'm sure he has. I think, I'm sure he has at one point. a lot of his stuff feels very stylish and feels like a music video. Right. But, um, but no, I mean, going back and watching those teasers, it felt very much like, you know, there's that slow motion of the little boy putting the towel cape on, or like, Underwear. the laundry in the breeze. Who was imitating? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like an underwear commercial. Yeah, but, so, well, no, the thing for me, it's like, um, and Kevin Smith even asked um, um, Zack Snyder this uh, about it. It was like, because when you see it in the trailer, it was like, oh, that's adorable. Because, um, like, what I was thinking it was going to be was, like, after Superman establishes himself, then they're going to show this shot of the kid emulating Superman. But no, it was li- it was literally Clark. Yeah. But, like, he's running around with this red cape. Who the fuck is he imitating? He was if actually... If there's not a Superman to imitate. Like, where does he get that image? He was actually imitating uh, Dollar Bill from the Watchmen universe. Yes, okay. Before right. he got his cape stuck in a revolving door. Yeah, that was the part that got shot. cut is like he makes his parents like mime them shooting him in the head. Yeah, pretty much. Wasn't you know, wasn't there an also uh All Star Superman was an issue where mm-hmm. uh, they had to they had to I guess it was that recall was by Graham Orson, I believe. Right, it there was there, it was very, very good too. Awesome. There there was an issue they had to recall the recall because they showed baby Superman crawling into a microwave. I mean, it happens. That's yeah, how I got superpowers. What I don't remember that, but like, yeah, I don't it might not have been all stars recalled successfully. It might not have been all star Superman, but I know there was a Superman run that had to be recalled because it depicted baby Clark Kent crawling into a microwave. And why did I getting don't... stuck in there? And they're like, "Oh my god, we can't open!" <laughs> don't this press microwave. the popcorn button. How do you no. open this thing again? But why would that have to be? What's the problem with that? I don't know. I guess they just send a negative message. I, I read it somewhere in Wizard one time. I don't know. That's weird. Why does lightning make the flash? 
Is that how it always happens? I obviously know nothing about remember. his origin. They, they tried to explain it like there was a particle accelerator that caused the storm, uh, that discharged oh, this energy. Okay. Yeah, and I guess like this energy just It's discharged. always a damn yeah. particle accelerator. Yeah, well, what the... Well, now it is, because that's like a hot button topic with yeah. uh, the... All right. They even, like, they, they mentioned CERN by name um, in the, the flash. Where, yeah, like, the his girlfriend, whose name I can't remember, she's like, oh, no, 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 it was, it, yeah, Barry is saying it. He's like, this thing that they have at Star Labs makes, uh, oh, the he doesn't have a girlfriend. LHC, so. yeah, it's the, his wannabe it's his girlfriend. his sister. Is that his sister? That's his sister, his stepsister. Because he's I adopted. Agree. It's adopted by <laughs> the cop, remember? And Apparently didn't I didn't watch that? this closely. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah, wow. <laughs> I remember that. It's super awkward, because, yeah. like, he's like, I wish, in the second episode, spoilers, He's like, I wish I could tell you. He's like, it's, she, she's, well, that's uh, what there's, a, there's some water. That's the problem. Dripping. It's like there was legitimate and, tension no, there. Like I thought that coffee. that's where they were going. Yeah, she's like stirring her coffee, and he's all frustrated. Uh-huh. And it just shows him zipping around, like I wish I could tell you all the things that are bothering me. And then it goes back to her just stirring. Wow. I, yeah. No, I didn't gather that from the pilot. Yeah, it was. Which uh, that's another thing with the pilot. It's just like I felt like there was a lot of information missing yeah. that probably got shot that they didn't get to keep. Otherwise known as the entirety of the Amazing Spider-Man two. Yes. Um, right. Uh, no, but like, uh, let's like there were a lot of lines that seemed goofy that wouldn't have seen nearly as goofy if we had the time to build the character. Like the one in particular um, where Wheelchair Man is like. This exper- this was a this was all a result of my hubris. And I'm like, well, like ten seconds ago in the episode, in real time, you were just a scientist that who your experiment went wrong. Why is it we didn't get the information that you're this mad scientist who's playing God, you were just it was a fucking particle accelerator. Who the hell could possibly have known that that was going to create superheroes if it broke? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there was it, it again. It did feel like very much like a Raimi film where all the dialogue was delivered in the most corny and cheesy way possible. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't blame that on the delivery so much as the writing. It's yeah, like, that's true. Um, and again, like this is not to say that the show was bad. I enjoyed it a lot, but yeah, these are the minor it's probably problems. Probably the same that writers from Arrow. Probably, it's probably the same it didn't writers feel from like Arrow to me because like. I don't know. I haven't watched Arrow it in feel like Arrow? forever. Well, it doesn't have to feel like Arrow. I mean, well, no. I, I just, I mean, going... like, a lot because, like, I saw the first couple episodes of Arrow. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, there was something about it that really just turned me off. It's very Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they literally make him Batman in this. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. I even said that to Michael last night when that rooftop scene happens. I'm like, this would be so much cooler if it were Batman and not Green Arrow. Oh, Stephen Amell was actually at that Batman Lego oh, yeah? thing. He was there with Kevin Smith. He, he is really? also playing Arrow in the Batman 3 Lego game, isn't he? Prob- uh, doing the voice. Yeah. yeah he did the he voice is. of him in Injustice, didn't he? No, no, no. That was Alan Tudyk yeah, that was, from was Firefly. That? He wow. actually joked that um, 90% of what he does is just scowl at people. Yeah. Like in the show, he just looks at them very, very intensely. It's and I guess it could work in that universe where there is no Batman, but I like the more modern Green Arrow where he's just snarky. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like Robin Hood. Yeah, he's got these quips. He's, he's like Spider-Man. fun, yeah, and like lighthearted Spider-Man. and jovial. But uh, again, it's going back to the DC thing where everything has to be dark and broody. Yeah, and... it's either broody or snarky. 
those are the two characters that they have in DC. Yeah, there's no... And again, I'm hoping Constantine breaks this monotony and has like a balance between the two, because there were some comedic elements in the show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate those, too. Yeah. It wasn't totally like dark and gritty. I mean, granted, the character's an asshole, but there were comedic moments in it, like, uh, case in point, in the trailer, when you saw him, he was giving people his business card, and it was, it was, it was kind of funny, I you felt know? like, I, I don't know if it was the pacing or the delivery, but that, f- one of the first scenes when, when he's just getting out of the uh, mental institution, yeah, and he's leaving, and everyone's, like, in that room, seeing what just happened, and he says something to the doctor, like, um... She did it. She did it. I was like, I felt like the delivery was weird. Yeah, I... Again, I think it's the pacing of the first episode. Uh, uh, I don't think you're recording right now. Oh, really? Yeah. It says recording. Does it? I miss it. Pause. Now it's recording. Recording it. Yeah. Say something really loud. Hello? Hello? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're good. Oh, okay. You're You're just going to keep that in there, huh? Probably. A bit of technical. No. Easier. Cut that out. But, but no, it, it felt like... Uh, this worked for me. <laughs> it, it, it felt like the show was very rushed in that sense, you know, where everything that they showed needed to be necessary, and they could not take that 30 seconds to have, like, an establishing shot of anything. Right. It, it all it just jumped, scene after scene. Yeah, it all jumped into, like, medium shots of, like, the characters talking. There was no, like... One minute, you're in London. One minute... Well, not London. Uh... I mean, how long does an establishing shot take? <laughs> five seconds that they did not have the <laughs> they time to have five. Five seconds would be a tremendously long establishing shot. Just flash it for, like... Two seconds tops. They second and a half. Iconic, Long like, enough for your eye to hit it building. and be like, okay, we're somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, because it was, it was like you see, you see him leave, you see him leave the this mental institution, and you see him, in, and he's in Georgia. Yeah, it's I was like, like what? He, that was quick. They didn't yeah, explain why he went to Georgia. They didn't even give you like a map with like his face on it and a tiny little plane traveling. It wasn't like Indiana Jones games. Yeah. But but no I I I I feel like I'm excited for Constantine because it has the potential to go so many places and I really hope that people see that and recognize its potential because from what I hear Agents of Shield I watched the first season and I I wasn't impressed like I was happy that they tied it into the cinematic universe there was nothing blatantly wrong with the show but it just it, who's doing that show who's who's like I'm not sure. I know Joss Whedon did the first episode. Okay, okay. So he's not he's completely involved in it. He's yeah. not. I don't okay. think he's directing every episode, obviously. But he, yeah, he's he is he's heavily involved in the okay. process. Right, but from what I, from what I've heard from people, like the second season gets much better. Like there's tension, there's mm-hmm. intrigue. It looks and all like things. a decent show. I just don't follow it. Yeah, and now it's on the verge of being canceled. So huh. yeah. okay. Well, then, so what channel is that on Fox? No, it's uh, on ABC. ABC. Yeah. Oh. Dick. Uh, yeah, I just hope enough people watch Constantine for yeah. us to at least get a second season. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. They were they were saying in the in the panel like uh, David Escobar was like, okay, who do you want to see? And everyone was like Lucifer, and people were like Doctor Fate. So he was like, all right, season five, Doctor Fate confirmed. Season five. Yeah, but wow. they they made a very Old. they made a very very big point where David Escobar kept saying like. You know, if the show gets picked up for a second season, if we continue to, if it keeps going, but um, he was actually I told I, I told you Tyler know what's this. annoying is that shows like Gotham already got right it was already for a second, for a second season. season yeah and mm-hmm. it's shows not like good. Constantine which are done 
well, at I mean, least Constantine, we're judging by his pilot. It's not out yet. The first week will probably right, be but to with Constantine or with Gotham, it, they just did the pilot. And then it was immediately greenlit for a second season. For the, Wasn't really? it? Wasn't that how it went down? It was after the Balloon Man episode. Are you serious? That's yeah, hilarious. after the Balloon Man episode. <laughs> after the Balloon Man episode, are it was greenlit. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god! It still gets really good reviews. I it's got a ninety show. Yeah. I hate it. This is tell. the most upset I've Fuck seen. This Gion. show. It's horrible. Okay, anyone that might be listening from um, the casting department at Gotham, I do not endorse what Gian just said. <laughs> It is one of the biggest shows shooting out of New York City one right now. There's shit shows oh. shooting right now. All right. Well, Gian won't get a job on Gotham either. I, mean, uh, I, I feel like... I wouldn't want it. <laughs> I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't take it. But, uh... I don't blatantly hate the show. I just feel like it's sad <laughs> seeing the ways that this show could have gone. for a second season. Yeah. <laughs> He's still pissed off about that. I, I, it just feels, it's saddening seeing where the show could have gone and what they're doing with the show. It still could get to that point. But uh, my feelings on Gotham, and I'll say this truthfully, is that I'm the kind of person where it's just like, there was probably nothing that they could have done to really, really sell me on this show. Just because it's the it's the prequel. It's the same problem with the Star Wars prequels. It's just like, we have all of these characters that we know and love, and you have to get them to a certain point. And that, to me, is just not terribly interesting. For me. Now, um... I think that it could get better, and I'm sure that... I mean, it's, it has its audience, obviously. It's been doing really well. Um, but say something. Something. Okay, so you're still on, so that's good. But uh, it, it has its audience. It's been doing very well, and I'm sure that it'll get to a point where it's. I mean, it's just I'm not. You couldn't. I'm. I love Batman far, far, far too much. Uh, that you're really never gonna be able to please me completely. I see. I'm on the fence with Batman. There are certain iterations where I like him, and there are certain iterations of the character where I don't like him. It's just it's a very on-off thing for me. But Gotham City as an entity is something that has always intrigued me, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're just not doing that justice. Yeah, I don't know. It's like like I said, give it a little bit of time. I'm sure that it could get somewhere. But tonally, it seems All over they the haven't place. Fa- found their footing yet. But I've seen three episodes of the show, and if I were to judge other shows as harshly and say, oh, fuck it, I'm done, then you wouldn't have shows like Seinfeld. <laughs> like, if you watch the first couple episodes of Seinfeld, you're like, what the hell is this? Um, it takes time for a TV show to really find its footing and get to where it can be. So to that, I'm optimistic. I think that they could um, turn it around. Not that they have to turn it around because it's doing really well. It's like if they turn it around just to please me, it's like, well, who cares? Well, I'm flattered, then, but... Yeah, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, and there are aspects of it. Like, I like all of the actors, um, on the show. Like, I, 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 I really love Donald Logue in particular. Um, I like Robin Lord Taylor, even though I don't necessarily agree with the direction that they've taken the Penguin. Mm. Um, I like his... I like his acting. I like him as a as a character. a character. Yeah, I like Ben McKenzie too. He's doing a fantastic. And Ben job. McKenzie, that's who I was blanking on. So I was leaving yeah. him for last. I can't yeah. think of his name. But yeah, no, and he's yeah, he's great. Yeah, no, there's a standout of the show for me is uh, Robin Lord Taylor, who does play yeah. the Penguin. He does a phenomenal job. It's kind of funny the that actor. the Penguin's name is Robin. Yeah, 
No, no, it wasn't that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name. Yeah, Robin's name was Robin. Obviously. Yeah, Robin's name was Robin. Fuck that. Fucking made no sense. If we want to say fuck that to anything, yeah, fuck that plot device. But uh, I think, I don't know what the what her name is, Catwoman. I think she's very good. Um, young Bruce Wayne, I'm sure he's fine. He hasn't had a lot to do in the episodes that I've seen. But yeah, What is he supposed to do? I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I really wish that the Bruce Wayne character was more of a background character because it's just not important, and every anything that you could do does mess with the mythology. Um, See, I think the problem that I have with the show is that there is no background character. There, or you know, on the opposite side of that, every character is a background character. The show is not about any one particular; it's about the ensemble cast. Yeah, and in being that, it has no focus. So, well, it's fine. I mean, there's lots of ensemble shows that do really well, like Lost, for instance. But um, yeah, did you finish Lost? I didn't watch Lost, but exactly. a lot of people love it. <laughs> I didn't finish it or start it. So, but I mean, I mean I'm just saying they work. Yeah, I mean, like you're, but like Firefly, that was an ensemble cast that sure, you know. There you go. Yeah, I didn't I, like the, that either. Yeah, but the problem, but the problem with Gotham that Firefly didn't have is Firefly, everything was very centralized. Mm-hmm. You had yeah, all and these that, characters, yeah. Yeah, you and you're related right to everyone. There. That's kind of the fundamental. Yeah. Problem with the the entire idea of it. Yeah, it was the character interaction that drove the show forward. With uh, with Gotham, I feel like they're just kind of following the Game of Thrones formula. We're going to have five different ongoing plot stories, and we're going to pick up on them like every yeah, couple episodes. And Except you're not going to care about any of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just none of them are interesting to the point where you really give a shit about any of the stories. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like it would work a lot better if it was serialized, do a monster of the week type thing. Yeah. Um, which like. They have Kinda been doing. Do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's like half and half. It's not complete Game of Thrones where we're following a bunch of threads. It's we have Penguin's thread and then the cops are kind of serialized. Yeah. It's like you have mobsters and you have cops, and those are the two fundamental stories. Um there's, Which I guess makes sense, but yeah. It's just there's nothing that stands out about the show. Mm-hmm. Like it's you can see it as a cop drama, and it's not that great as a cop drama. You can it would look, be awesome if it was like if it it would be awesome if it if was a legitimate cop drama. Yeah. into a cop drama. And that's I think there you go. You you hit the word exactly. They, they don't want to commit to one thing. They're not committed and I think that if it takes off and it gets really really popular um which it already seems to. to be, then they can, but right. they'll have the freedom to do that. But at the moment it's like even when you just say it you're like okay, it's a Batman prequel and Bat- Batman it's a Batman show without Batman immediately like you could just see the studio executives being like okay like we're, <laughs> you can see the is, silence yeah like you um it's it's a tricky tricky thing to pull off and now if it does build up a really good loyal audience and fox doesn't pull the plug too soon i think that yes they'll very easily be able to get to a point where it could be a fantastic show um because I think that whoever came up with this this idea had that in mind. It's like, yeah, we're going to make it Gotham Central. We're going to make it, um, you know, CSI fucking Gotham edition. But being on network television like that and being that they feel that they have to please everybody and in doing so aren't going to please anybody, um, it's, it's, it's tough. But it can get there. I, you know, I'm not super excited about watching every episode of the show. I'm Until happy it gets that there. I'm happy that it's doing well, honestly, just because I like Gian's when not. you know my people are 
represented I'm not my Batman people. Um, I I saw that article where like Gotham renewed for second season. I just kind of scrolled past it on Facebook. Well, actually, this this is very interesting to me because well, unless they're done with all of the episodes, but if it's renewed for a second season, then I am much more optimistic than if they were on the fence because now they have the security to be able to do, you know, more ballsy kind of stories instead of saying like okay we have to visit bruce wayne every episode because we can't have batman outside of a batman show um yeah yeah they they could yes so i hope but they can explore the characters that we have um and they could do a lot with it see this wasn't even supposed to be a gotham podcast no reverted back to gotham yeah we always do (laughs) so uh Going around, what was your favorite um, moments from Comic-Con? I think we already asked this question, but I'm just going to ask you. Oh, we asked highlights, but Um, yeah, favorite. My favorite part of Comic-Con was getting in line at 5 a.m., five hours before the show floor opens, in order to try and get the stupid fucking Bondi America exclusive, which I did not even get. What was that? It was a vinyl figure of, like, the Green Ranger. Ooh. That, uh, yeah. Okay. It was, like, metallic green. It was really pretty. And they had, like, a thousand of them available. And the way that they did the sales is uh, you had oh. to go in the morning, stand in line, they'd give you a voucher, and you come back later in the day, and you can purchase it. Mm-hmm. I I stood in line at 5 a.m. I was, I think I was the 19th person standing, out line, standing outside of the Javits Center at the time. I was two feet from the front of the line and we're in the, the queue hall still did not get it how i still did not how get did it. that happen though this is this is the reason this is the reason i suspect um you know the vip passes yeah early access to the show floor mm-hmm. you get it just for that you mean like you think people bought the vip just for that i i can't that was imagine. one of their prime reasons because when i when i i literally i was the i was one of the first people out of that queue line mm-hmm. And I sprinted. Insane, I man. sprinted my ass to that booth, and I was fiftieth in line. I did. I didn't see how that was possible. I bet a lot of those people just were there to get it and then resell it online, yeah. like immediately. Yeah. So that was a little frustrating. Possible, how much were they? How much was it going for? It was twenty five dollars at the booth, and online, I believe you can find it for two seventy five. Oh my god. Yeah. I got one of the exclusives. It's actually sitting up there on my shelf, so I'm glad I got that. Which one is that? It's the um, the little key set. It's oh, in front cool. of the Dragon Dagger, yeah. But um, but no, other than that, I got to meet Brian K. Vaughn. That made me really happy. I met yeah, very cool. I'm Carl Urban. I did not get to meet him. Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I... It sounded like you said, I'm disappointed that I didn't not get to meet him. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. <laughs> I had to see that bastard. I, um, I actually, I sat... I sat through a two-hour panel for Star's original series. Uh, it was Oof. Black Sails. That and, sounds rough. Uh, it was Black Sails and Da Vinci's Demons. And from what I've seen, like, they don't look like bad shows. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll probably watch Black Sails at Did some point. Did you get a free uh, Black Sails shot glass? I heard I, they're handing those out. I didn't, but actually, as I was standing in line, because I stood in line an hour before that panel started, mm-hmm. and then subsequently had to sit through the two-hour panel to get to the, uh, <laughs> the, image, the image comic panel, which I actually I sat two feet away from Brian K. Vaughn, which was awesome. But um, but I sat through that panel, and as they as I was waiting in line for that panel, they were they were going down the line, asking people like, "What is your favorite thing about Stars Network?" And they got to me, and they're mm. like, 
what's your favorite thing about this? You know, like, what are you looking forward to the most? And I looked at the person and I was like, oh, oh, what like panel is this? I was, I'm like, oh, this is the stars panel. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't watch that. <laughs> yeah, no, but... Um, what's on that channel again? Test. Okay, test. and we're uh-huh. back. Is it still fucked up? No, it sounds fine. Okay, cool. Um... What was my favorite part is the question that you asked before we left. Um, People at home, we had some technical difficulties. The ghost of Nikola Tesla arrived and didn't like our opinion on, or he didn't like Gion's opinion on Gotham. He He just didn't like Gion. I mean, no one likes Gion. (laughs) In particular, he didn't like what he had to say. It was the Fox Network just bugged us is when it happened. But um, my favorite part of the con wasn't actually at the con itself. Uh, it was the Kevin Smith show that we saw right. at the Manhattan Center. Otherwise known so, as In the Building We Live In. Fat Man on Manhattan, yeah, in the building Michael and I live in. Um, Kevin Smith came and spoke. He did a big Q&A, and it was very, very fun. Um, I mean, if you listen to Kevin Smith, it was kind of more of the same in terms of like a Kevin Smith Q&A. Hold on a second. Um, which is not to say it was a bad thing. I like more of the same when it comes to Kevin Smith. He really... Honestly, for my money, he's got to be, like, one of the most charismatic fucking people in in show business right now. Like, it really is uh, a sight to be seen the way he can take a a question and work a crowd. But you take a question and then have, like, a story just Mm -hmm. done. It almost sounds scripted, right? He's a very good storyteller. He's an amazing speaker um, in general and a very funny guy. He's Uh, a sweetheart. Yes. A lovely man. (laughs) Um, and we got to see Jason Mewes outside. Yes. It was my second time meeting Jason Mewes. It was Gian's first. But, yeah, we got to take pictures with Jason Mewes after the show. Um, there was a guy in the show, during the show, and I said something about it on Twitter, and um, Kevin Smith favorited it. <laughs> His life is now complete. He's yes. a fan of yours. No, he does that a lot if you mention him in tweets, he, just to let you know that he read what you had to say. But I <laughs> said something about the guy that um, brought a lit joint on stage oh, yeah. midway through. Yeah. That was the weirdest thing. Because Okay. <laughs> I thought security was going to grab that guy. Yeah, and then they like, never right did. After, yeah, but they <laughs> Unless they did it very quietly. I don't think they were paying attention. Maybe, but like... no one who worked there was interested in... Uh... Yeah, it was the one moment in the entire show that he was thrown off even a little bit. <laughs> Like, this guy comes up, and it was right after some girl in the Q&A asked for a hug or something like that. Mm-hmm. I hate it just, when that happens. Yeah. But and so he let her up on stage, and then after she left, this other guy runs up with, like, this thing that's smoking. And I'm like, what, is Kevin Smith about to be assassinated right now? Like, what is... That would be the craziest thing. This and, poison joint. Yeah. And um, he, the guy, like, ever. hands it to him, and he's like, um... No, I can't take that. But ooh. and he like kind of does a thing where he's like, "Yeah, it's fine." But he literally looked nervous. Like he was like, "What the hell is this?" But yeah, the uh, the Kevin Smith show that was my favorite Comic Con moment. Really, more of a New York Super Week moment. But what about? Oh, and you know who was there? We saw um, the guy that's doing the Superman Lives documentary. Oh, he was there. Yeah, he was at the show. Um, was Nick Cage there? No, unfortunately. Damn it. He was there in, you know, all of our hearts. Or, you know. What was your favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of a thing to say. I started on uh, whatever. Uh, my favorite that just is what it is. moment from the con 
was seeing Patrick Rothfuss. Um, he's like a pretty big fantasy author. Uh huh. Um, Did you I, touch his face? No, I knew he was going to be in town like Sunday because he had a separate thing going on in Brooklyn um, after the con. Uh, I didn't know he would be at the con. I probably should have suspected that. But mm-hmm. I was walking the floor. This was while I was working. I was walking the floor, and I see this great, like, bushy beard. And I was like, and this guy asking for a fo- getting a photo with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I just freaked out. I was like, holy shit. I was like, I ran right. I was like, oh, my God, Mr. Rothfuss, can I please get a picture with you? And he was like, he was like, uh, well, I'd love to, but... Um, I'm just trying to make my way to the panel I have to go to. Um, if you want to catch me during it, you can get my autograph afterwards. And I was, so I was kind of bummed out about that because I couldn't make the panel because right. I was working. But I was happy to, that I got to see him. I know, it's uh, it cool. Speak. Yeah, and the, the Street Fighter. Um, seeing the guys from the Street Fighter movie, mm-hmm. getting to meet them, gotten their um, signatures on the poster. Yeah. That was really cool. Speaking of things we couldn't get to do, we, uh, we tried meeting Mr. Kevin Conroy. Well, you succeeded at yeah, meeting him. Well, we, right. Well, we succeeded in meeting him. But, uh, yes, the voice of Batman. Um, the voice of the Batman. Voice the of real Batman. Batman. The only voice of Batman. Yeah, and we, we tried asking him if he, re- he could record an intro for our podcast, and he, he was very disheartened and said, actually, Warner Brothers, you know, they're very picky about what we can do. Yeah, Sadly. Yeah. But we actually, we got a picture with him, so mm-hmm. it's totally Got a signature it. on a really cool-looking poster. Yeah. Um, also signed by uh, uh, Peter Wynn, who drew the poster but yeah and now like my goal is to get because it's batman and the joker um i want to get mark hamill's signature on that as well that would be fantastic and like Uh, a chokehold next next year um maybe with the release of the new star wars film mark hamill oh he'll be doing lots of stuff i mean if i get down to orlando he's always at uh those star wars weekends so they do at disney mgm or disney hollywood studios now i need to go to one of those they're pretty cool i mean when they're big, they're really cool. Like, I've been to some of the smaller ones, but they're, uh, you know, a lot of stuff's going to be coming out with that. They're opening, like, a Star Wars theme park, so that's going to be... Right, aren't they re- they're remaking a, the futuristic part of the Disneyland parks into just, like, Star Wars theme parks? Oh, is that what they're going to do? Wait, is that well, there's Epcot? already a... Se- no, yeah. no, that would be a Disney World. Um, yeah, also Disneyland in California, I believe. Because, yeah, there's a... Yeah, Disney World in Florida is the analog to Disneyland in Anaheim. Mm. Um but the Star Wars section of the park is at Disney Hollywood Studios, which is technically a separate theme park. They have, what is it, four now? They have Disney, um, MGM, or Hollywood, uh, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom is at the Florida Resort. But they were going to, they were opening like a, like an evil Disney World. Like they were going to do like a villains, like the, all the Disney villains. Oh, that's interesting. And it's like a, they were going to call it like Magic Kingdom Dark or something. And I was like, that sounds way too badass to be a Disney park. I feel like, you know, with the things that they've been doing recently is they've... With Disney villains, they've kind of taken, like, a... From what I saw in Maleficent, like, a spineless approach. Because I really... Them is fighting words. Well, I mean, I really want... I didn't see Maleficent. Yeah, but but I really want them to see, like... I want to see the dark perspective of, like, a Disney villain. You want, like, a hardcore... Torture porn. And that's what, Maleficent. No, no, no. that's what those teasers for Maleficent looked like. Is... Right. But the thing that Maleficent ended up being, from what I heard, was like, oh, she's this misunderstood character. Right. And you don't understand. Well, that's she's how they, not turning into like a Disney princess. Yeah. It's like she's character. not evil. She's just misunderstood. No. I want to see a straight up Disney villain. 
commit yeah, to it. Yeah, but like again, like those are kids Disney movies. Can, yeah, like Disney if can ever there so were far. a kids movie, it's like a Walt Disney. How many Disney kid, princess film? They're how not many kids be saw to... Maleficent? Actually, no, better yet, how many people saw Maleficent? A lot. <laughs> that movie really? did really well. Yeah. Did it do? It did. I heard nothing huge about that numbers. movie. Yeah, but it's like that. We're not the audience. Oh, uh, you probably weren't looking on Tumblr because there's probably a million. I don't fan yeah. girls on there. I mean, about that yeah, movie. that I thought it opened to like 150 million, dude. Something like that. Look up Box Office Mojo. I could be wrong. But Box I Office didn't... Mojo was shut down. Uh, well, then don't look up there. Um, Movie Poop Shoot was shut down. I'm looking up IMDb. Yeah, that became USD.com. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought that... I, I, I could be wrong, but I thought that it opened really, really strong. Really? Yeah. I know it was out in theaters for like a couple weeks. Yeah, well, it was out in theaters. By the time I moved to New York, it was still out, and I it had opened like a month before that. Going back to the Disney World, or I'm sorry, Star Wars theme park that they're going to open eventually. Uh huh. Um, do you think there's going to be a Jar Jar mascot? You know, like, oh, there has walk to be. Around? That guy, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks, is like at almost all of them. All of the Star Wars weekends. Really? And okay. he's been in a lot. Okay, so Maleficent, the budget was $180 million. Opening weekend, it made $69 million. Oh, opening weekend? All right, what did it close with? Closed with $240 million. That's... I think that's internationally, which is not very good. Oh, well. But they're not going to do a dark Disney movie, dude. It's Disney. Let alone a dark Disney park. Yeah. I know it was just the most interesting thing that I've heard come out of Orlando in a while, but uh, that they're not doing it. Star Wars. Although, yeah, are they just going to open up a section of the park? Then it's going to be like Harry Potter World. Pretty much, I which admit- I still haven't seen. Have you seen it? You've seen I haven't it, right? seen the new one. I've I the went new to one. the yeah they opened because they opened Diagon Alley now, so it's bigger. Oh, it's like I always want to say is did it diagonally. Yeah, diagonally. That's what I say every time I go on the ride, because, like, Hermione sends you through the flu network, and she's like, okay, say wherever the fuck you end up going, and I was like, diagonally. And it never works. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Pino intentionally trying to fuck up. <laughs> no, it's re- it's it's amazing. It's, it, like, it's my favorite thing ever. Really? What about sliced bread? What about toilet paper? Fuck Would you classify it above is it, toilet paper? Um, is it cheaper than like the other areas of uh, the park? We're not talking about toilet paper. We're talking. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> um, no, cheaper. No, it's it's the same. Same, right? Okay. I'm, well, it's. Well, what do you mean? Like the prices of the wands and stuff? No, I just meant like admission. I mean, it's no, general no, no. You, yeah, thing, it's general right? admission. It's just a section just of Islands of Adventure. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. But now they op- like I guess the Diagon Alley um, area. You, I, there was a Hogwarts Express train, but it was just like a prop kind of thing, and you could take pictures with it. But now it works. Now it actually right. And like it has I guess LCD screens on That's the side, really so it looks cool. like you're That's going awesome. through. Yeah. That's pretty. Do awesome. they offer uh, the candy? As oh you god, I hope it? so. They do have like all of that Wizarding World candy at like the um, little candy shop that they have, whose name escapes me. You know, my last experience at a Disney theme park and was... And butter beer is delicious. Is it? Yeah. Never had it. My, my last experience at a Disney theme park was with my high school marching band, actually. I believe it was 2009. We went to Anaheim. And uh, it was December when we went. So, I mean, December in California isn't freezing, but it's like, you know, 50s. It's kind of cold. Mm-hmm. And um, 
my bright, stupid ass decided in the early morning when we went, it was like 11 a.m. when the park opened, it was kind of cold. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the Adventureland, whatever, like the theme park, the one that's right across from it. Just go on a water ride. Yeah. And I went to the one, whatever, like, I don't know if it's a bear or a wolf. I can never tell because it looks the same. Um, I went to that one ride. I'm like, oh, this this has no line. Awesome. Cool. Like, I'll get it. I'll be like the only person on this ride and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be awesome. I can yell all I want. Blah, 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 blah. And I get on this ride. It's really quickly. And subsequently, <laughs> six people step onto this ride, all of whom are wearing ponchos. Uh, they know. lock so, us. They lock us into this round tube thing, and I'm just is sitting this there. Exactly going, when you realize uh, why they're wearing ponchos. Oh, this is exactly when is I realized, it like, the, it's like a circular water raft ride. Yeah, and it's yeah. exactly when I realized, like, this was <laughs> <Yeah>. a bad <laughs> fucking idea, and so, and so we went on this ride, and of course I got soaked. Like I got soaked. And oh, those are the yeah that these they you either completely bone dry yeah or like if you're Gian remember the time that we went on yeah and, and I was, I was just recalling picture. that too. I was like yeah. that sucks you, he was by himself <laughs> in the seat because like everybody else we had an odd number of people and so you were the only I think you were the only one in your seat yeah. right and you ended up getting <laughs> all like, of the all water, water from like ride. literally all I of was the water for like the rest it of the day so funny. Right, and oh so, my god! And so after I walked out, and this, and this was one of those rides too, where um, like incrementally, like strategically placed are like people with like these water blaster things, yeah, yeah. where if people are feeling like absolute dicks, they can shoot at you during the ride. Of course, I got sprayed with those fucking things too, and I walked off this ride. And I was I was like squelching as I was, I was like every step I took, and of course, being this was a high school trip, I could not go back to the hotel by myself. I had to wait till everyone was done. We'd go back as a group, you know. Wow. Ten hours later. So I was I was drenched to the bone walking for the next 10 hours throughout Disneyland just completely 50 miserable degree weather. 50 <laughs> degree weather I was freezing my ass off and um god no it was terrible and I I think actually by the end of by the end of the by the end of the day I had actually problems with like my feet and the whole thing was a marching band trip so that was not good so it was it was a mess it was a mess it was it was just me being an idiot yeah. Don't ever get on a water ride when it's oh, 50 degrees I mean, outside. I've done it. I remember, like, um, that was actually, like, the best time to go on water rides in Florida was, like, when it was, it starts to get cold because then nobody wants to go on them. Um, and it's Florida cold, so it's only, like, you know, 50, and 60. And the sun's out, so it's you're dry in, like, an hour. Yeah, but then they would be the only rides that you could get on easily. Um or the other trick is go, like, if you go to Halloween Horror Nights, um, they keep the regular rides open at Universal, and you could just go on them all, like, again and again and again. Now, Halloween Horror Nights, if you go on the Haunted Houses, you'll be in line for, like, two hours. It's so ridiculous. The fucking yeah, lines, like... if you don't like, shell out for those uh, fast passes. And the fast passes now. I mean, <laughs> now it's when like it first least, started... Like, Alright, max would have been two hours in normal line. It's gonna be... Like, two and a half with yeah. the Fast Passes. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, like, oh, but okay. the Fast Passes uh, at Universal, unless they changed it, it's literally just buying another ticket. Like, literally. Um, like, at Disney and stuff, you go to the Fast Passes, they have little stations. And I think they have that in Universal during the day, too. But at Halloween Horror Nights, yeah, you have to buy a Fast Pass, and it costs the same amount of money as a ticket. Wow. Yeah. Stupid. Wow. I mean, Halloween Horror Nights is fucking amazing, but... Yeah, always it's a just good a time. pain. In the, yeah, guys, I think we should go to Coney Island on like a Wednesday. Coney's Islands. Oh man. Yeah, I went there. We did. It was kind of depressing. Yeah, it was. 
<laughs> we didn't ride any rides. We just, we, uh, we just kind of went to the bar. It was and like watched, this didn't look like a theme park. We got really the drunk. Soccer game that was going on. I don't even know. What the hell was that? It was probably some kind of game. sports game. My um my girlfriend actually took me uh on my birthday. They had this thing going down there called the Mermaid Parade, and so we went and watched. And of course, it was a surprise. So I didn't know where we were going. And um, as as much fun as we both had, neither of us were prepared that oh yeah we're gonna be out in the sun for eleven hours. <laughs> <laughs> on literally the day of the summer solstice beginning so it was hot as oh, hell nice. and it was bright and sunny and we both got just cooked alive but since you know it was i guess it was one of those special days it was really busy and we we had a lot of fun Greg and neither of us drink so we can't really yeah what we should do we should go to fucking like six flags where is Six Flags? It's there's one in Jersey I think and there's mm. one in Massachusetts they're all like the, uh, yeah. we're going to have to go to Jersey uh, it's not so bad the New Jersey. I, I think what they did is they rented a car though and it was a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, that's yeah. what we would have to do. I don't think the subway goes that far. You guys have a license? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just me then. We're like in our forties. Hundreds. Forty hundred forty forties. Forty. The forty four hundred. Fourteen hundreds. Uh, wasn't that another cancelled show? Yeah, probably. Um okay, but with that I think this will call this episode to a close. So So this is Tyler Pino. Michael Holler. Gian Gomez. Tyler Pino again. Wubba lubba dub dub. What was that?